Welcome into all our dads out there and all our moms. This is the, the next episode of the Fade You podcast. It is our college football preview recording on Wednesday, November 3rd. Thank you for listening. Make sure you are following us on Twitter at Fade You Sports. Uh, make sure you're subscribed to the pod. Make sure you get that right when it comes out. We do three shows a week. We have something very exciting coming up next Monday. I think we'll we'll tease that a little bit more. On our Friday show, we have a guest joining us, which we don't do enough, but we should do it. No guests today, though. I've got all the dads here. I've got Kmart here. I've got Neil here. I've got Chris and Joe on the golf course. Must be nice. Neil, do we want to start the show? Do you want to dance on the graves of the Houston Astros first? I know this is a college football preview, but uh, I'll let you have your moment here and talk about those those cheaters. I think I've done enough of that on Twitter. Um over the, the last night was very uh, heartwarming. Uh, would have loved it to have been the Dodgers to take them down, um, but it was a very nice day to to see the Braves spank Houston. See Houston, you know, put up zero runs at home. Um, yeah, it was a, it was a nice day. So look like you're a Houston fan with that backdrop, though. It's a little orange. It's weird, right? I, I got the I got the orange. I'm gonna piss on these curtains later. Um, <laughs> I'm, up, I'm uh, back up in Big Bear at my at my mom's place. So um, yeah, got the the Astro orange in the background. We got Chris and Joe on the golf course. Joe, are you there for a second? Speaking of baseball news, Buster Posey retired today. End of an era. I mean, what can you say? Hey, it's all good, man. I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. That's all we can ask for. I think he didn't really have a position going forward, you know, uh, with the, the new, you know, how the Giants do their analytics and bullshit. I think Buster was kind of fucked going forward. But, uh, yeah, Hall of Famer makes me sad. Pull one out for him on the course here. But, uh, you know, we just move on and keep trying to win baseball games. Hell of a career brought the two of us a lot of happiness and joy over the years uh just it's just weird that he's not coming back probably a guy who could still play but man that position just beats the hell out of you year after year after year he could be a coach we'll see that's what everybody was saying they always said you know he could be a good coach at some point so maybe he'll come back in two or three years but and coach which definitely we could see happening but you know it's all good maybe he'll be a coach maybe he just wants to go home and be a dad be an actual dad yeah, Maybe. he adopted two twins. I mean, fuck, man. Give the guy some credit. Let him go be a dad and ride off into the sunset. Good on you, Buster. All right, let's talk about college football. So, man, Chris, uh, I've got I've got a hell of a run right here for Fade Den. And, and I hesitate to even bring it up because I don't want to don't want to slow this down. But if you go back to last Thursday. I think Dennis went one and three on his uh, directional Carolina schools. He went nine and 13 on Saturday and then Maction last night. Den goes oh four and one. And I think the push was the push a touchdown with 30 seconds left to push first half. Was that, yeah, was that last night against Ball? 
to make yeah, it 11. Yeah. So we've got Dennis on a 10, 20, and one college football run. Uh, so we love to see that. And uh, how about Maction last night? Return of Mac on a Tuesday night. Did we have all three dogs cover? Did we have two dogs win outright? We had Dennis firing the wrong second half over. I mean, <laughs> just it was a it was an amazing night in the Mac. Amazing night. Two out of three went over. He chooses to stay away from that Toledo one that hit over a hundred, and he chooses to go with the Ball State. And Akron fumbles going into the end zone. That's that. Lands twenty six. I think he had over twenty seven. Sorry, Charlie. <laughs> I, Neil, do you, did you catch much Mac last night? I think it was you who was texting about it earlier. I did watch a little little Maction. Uh, you know, it was, t- it was tough for a Tuesday when you had the World Series going on. I paid most of my attention to that. Um, but I did tune in to a, to a little – what was weird was you had a, a real low scoring 14-0 in that Ohio game. And then, I mean, the roof just came off in the second half. That, you know, that total ended up going over um, – but yeah, a lot of fun. Maxion, something else. Yeah, you had twenty-seven points in the third and fourth quarter. So I mean, that that second half just Eat, flew yeah. the fuck over. Yeah, yeah. Kmart, you get into Maxion at all? I mean, it's kind of fun to have these random ass Tuesday, Wednesday. You got teams. If you like 60, 70 yard touchdowns, then uh, then the Mac is your conference. Yeah, you know, Todd was texting me yesterday. Bay Den was coming in, and I was in the middle of an OBGYN appointment. So I, I missed all of that action. Unfortunately, <laughs> it was a, it was a busy day for me. Otherwise but your vagina is okay. It is the, <laughs> we figured out why it was bleeding. I mean, Joe, if, if you like to degen, then uh, it doesn't really get much better than, than Tuesday night action, right? Joe's trying to find his ball, but yes, we were talking about how much fun it was to, to be back and and see that and just scoring dogs we always we love dog man we see sometimes they get annihilated but it was so fun to see these dogs just come out and play hard and you can see that in these small conferences and then uh, thought it was going to be chalky and not the case so chris he stayed away today and he i mean are we a little concerned that he's gonna get a little shy here and hesitant i mean he's in a bad run right now yeah, I mentioned to Joe, I said, man, he's staying, because it was about 3.50. I said, I guess he's staying away. They both start at 4 o'clock Pacific time. So, uh, yeah, he stayed away. I asked Joe that. I said, he get, I guess he doesn't like that he's 1-8 and eight this week, huh? Well, I'm, I mean, last week was <laughs> last week was not Den's finest performance either. So, all right, let's get to some plays for this week. Uh, Kmart, Neil, last week, uh, not the, not our best effort but we're going to try to find some winners for people here this week uh who wants to start what are we looking at guess i'll go go for it so uh yeah uh i mean i'm <clears throat> i got a handful of games i mean i felt like i somehow won money last saturday i just think my posted plays you know were two and two or some stuff but i'm going to come back to the action on friday matt you and i love our home dog friday night games we used to track that a little bit, but I'm going to take Stanford plus eight at home. Both teams on short rest, but Stanford with the edge because they don't have to travel. Uh, Utah, obviously, after everyone threw them into a fire 
especially after Charlie Brewer left the program in September, uh, you know, are on the rise with Cameron rising. Didn't even mean to do that, but you know, with that said, you know, I'm not really expecting a letdown. It's just that traditional PAC 12. It's going to be a lot closer than people think, you know, I'm not going to say Stanford's going to outright win this game, but I wouldn't be surprised if they take Utah into the final minutes for a game winner. Uh, they do have question marks with Tanner McGee. Uh, typical David Shaw won't disclose it, but I think he's going to play. Uh, you know, they've just been gritty all season. They're, they run a tight ship, and I'm going to take them in the points on Friday night. Uh, moving to Saturday, I guess I'll stick to the conference before I go to the other game with uh, USC and Arizona State. Um, you know, again, Barring this four and four record, SC would probably be minus three. I expect SC to win this game outright if they can actually fucking execute. But that's that's a big question mark because they just do the same shit over and over again. So kind of like Neil last week, I'm going to really wait and hope that this line gets to 10. Um, but but yeah, uh, sorry, I'm seeing Neil shake his head over here and I'm just kind of laughing, but jump in there, Neil. What do, what do you think? What are you shaking yeah. your head for? He's got an S word coming his way because this one of my picks was taking Arizona State minus oh, the wow. eight and a half. I, I and Kyle, I would say to me, Drake London, this is a Drake London play. I don't understand how USC is going to score the football when you look at how, what Drake London meant to this football team, a team that. USC has passed for 2,522 yards, and Drake London has 1,084 reception yards. Drake London is 42% of USC's passing game. Like, Keaton Slovis and Drake London is maybe the best combination right now. And that Keaton Slovis has the next highest receiver has 382 yards. Like, this is an ASU team that is coming off of being very embarrassed um last week this is a team that's going to come out i i see them just obliterating usc asu's at home there's nothing good going on with the usc program right now and that's hard for me to say as the usc fan joe and chris are probably laughing on mute right now making fun of us but they deserve to i mean they deserve to be but this is it they are going to get usc is going to get blown out by double digits this week I mean, they could again if they if they don't execute. But I mean, obviously losing Drake London is is huge. I mean, I'm not going to downplay that. However, I mean, they they just have a history of always throwing to their ex receiver. They do it every year. They've done it since they had Marquise Lee. They inflate numbers for their star receiver. It's what they do there. Um, one of our best receivers is Gary Bryant Jr. So I expect a very heavy dose from him. We got Tyreek Hill Jr. and Taj Washington and take, I mean, it's next man up. And I know that's not, you know, true for SC in the past decade, honestly, but you know, they got Kyle Ford. who's going to step in as well as Joseph Manjack. He's like a six, five white kid somehow can get in and out of his cuts. I, I like him. He's a true freshman. Kyle Ford's a redshirt sophomore. So, I mean, they have the pieces to do it, but obviously you know, you're going to be able to focus in on Bryant without Drake London there. Uh, I SC had their first 200 yard rusher, I think, since Reggie Bush and Lindell White last week with um, I guess Arizona. Ingram. Hey, still, they didn't abandon the run. 
like you have to run the ball to do it. So, I mean, it was, it was nice to see, uh, and they, they're going to have to use Jackson dart as well. Cause he's just an extra weapon. So again, it's kind of why I'm waiting like you, I'll probably still play on plus eight and a half just cause I just think it's an overreaction to a lot of, a lot of what you talked about, but you're right. If, if they don't come to play, they, they could get beat by 20 points, but I'm going to take, I'm going to take the points in that one. And then, yeah, I, I, I don't know if we're going to talk to it so I can hold off, but my other play is UNC minus two and a half. Yeah. Let's, let's hold off on that one. Cause Chris yeah. is going to talk about that on smelly. Um, Neil, I wanted to just ask you, do you like ASU just regardless of what happened last week? They they were – God, what were they favored against Washington? They were a 16-point favorite against Washington State and, and really got dominated in that game. Do you like it more because of a maybe a bounce-back spot for them against kind of a limping USC team, or, or did you just like it regardless? I think that's the reason why the line is a little shorter than it is, is because they, they lost. And that's why, I, I mean, I think that's why I like it. So yes, part of it is because like, Matt, like you said, they got lost, they lost at home to a Washington state team, which we all sort of Kyle and I questioned what their sort of motivation is after their coach getting fired with the whole COVID um, vaccine, you know, stuff going on there. Um, it is part, it is part, but I think it's, that helps the fact that, you know, USC is losing such a big part of just their offense in what, you know, is more and more looking like a, a team that's not going to make a, they're certainly not going to win the PAC 12 South. They probably aren't going to, you know, make a bowl game even at this point. Um, and a team that, that losing your star, your first round draft pick, you know, then one saving grace that you had on this team after losing him, I, you know, I, I could see this just becoming a complete throwaway season at this point. What else were you looking at, Neil? I know we had, we kind of jumped into Kyle's real quick. Uh, you had ASU and what else? So uh, just a couple of run through real quick. I like uh, Air Force is hosting Army in a battle um, of the military teams. They're a short home fave. They're minus two and a half. And, you know, both teams run a triple option. Uh, you know, the only difference, uh, this being at home in a little bit of an, in a little bit of altitude um, in Colorado there, Air Force is just a two and a half point fave. Uh, you go back, this is always seems to be a very close, it's going to be a very low scoring game your totals projected at 37. Obviously, with both teams running a triple option, they'll both know how to stop a triple option. I just think this year's, a, uh, you know, Air Force is just a little more talented, have a, a, a little better wins um, as well. So I'm going to lay a two and a half point line with Air Force. Um, Real quick, Chris, are you available to jump in on that total? I know you love the Service Academy unders. Yeah, I was gonna say, is Neil on that, or he's taking the side? I have a side. I I I do like the. I took Air Force as the side, but thirty-seven, Chris. That's awfully low. Oh God, yeah. I mean, we saw earlier this year where there was a thirty-nine. I think um, even the when it's Army Navy, I always get afraid because it's gone down. It's gone from like forty-four originally. It's like seven or eight straight years under, and it just. It'll be 13-7 almost every year. Well, yeah, it'll be 6-3 at halftime. <laughs> yeah, so you got to like it. Uh, people are afraid to take that unge, but fire away. Yeah. I can give a little context to some of these. Like, So Air Force played Navy earlier this season. Uh, Air Force won 23-3. to 
Last year, this Air Force Army game was played later on the season because it got postponed originally. It was 10-7. And then going back even to 2019 when it was played in in Air Force, it was 17-13. So, yeah. And uh, I think I sent you guys a text last week. I heard, I think it was Brad Powers or someone sent out that uh, when the total's 42 or below, I think the last decade or so, it's hitting around 60%. And we saw Wisconsin and Iowa last week. Everyone was like, oh, my God, it's only 36. That went 27-7. Unge. So when it's low, it's low for a reason. Yeah, it's good yeah. to file away. What else, Neil? Um, I got one side, but I'm fairly positive. We didn't talk before this, but I'm fairly positive it's going to end up on the on, on the poop report as a as a special guest, the team that's not usually there. So I'm going to save it. If it Matt, if it doesn't, I'll I'll chime in at the end if you don't bring it up. Sounds um, good. The other one though is going to be is actually a, a total, and it's going to that Liberty Ole Miss game. The total set is at 67 and a half. Ooh, wow. Um, I think this this goes over. This is going to be one where Ole Miss is you know is just going to get right. This is, you know, it's a, a Liberty team that's an independent, you know, Ole Miss has shown that they they can go out and put up 50 points, you know, against some of their early teams that they played earlier in the season. And Liberty has a very capable offense. Um, so I'm going to take the over 67 and a half in that Liberty Ole Miss game. Chris, do you agree with that one? I mean, you just talked about when the total's low, it's low for a reason. When the total's in the upper 60s, is it that high for a reason? Is Neil on the right side here? Usually is we saw Ole Miss actually and uh, Auburn go under last week. And that one was high. That one was hammered down from 72, I think, to 66 as well. So I could see them bounce back from a, a bad performance against Auburn last week. Get a lot of points. And right, this isn't an SEC game, right? This is not an SEC game. This is one of these, you know, it seems like every SEC team puts, you know, one of these teams – you know, we've seen Alabama, you know, put a Citadel out there in week 10. It's just someone that they can kind of roll over. Now, Liberty's not that team. Liberty's a very good independent team. But this is not an SEC defense that Ole Miss is going to go be going up against. I like it. All right. On the other side of the break, Chris Duke has his smelly line report. We've got the poop report at the end of the show. So we'll get to all that coming up on the other side. All right, smelly lines last week. Actually, we went three and one. Chris, you sniffed out some winners. Uh, Houston was one. That was a, a Den special as well. Uh, Mississippi State was another one. Wisconsin, I didn't want it. I didn't like it, but I knew we were going to be on it, and they came through again. I still think we're net negative on Badger games, but whatever. Uh, the, <laughs> only, the only one that you couldn't get, you went three and one. UNC was not able to hang with Notre Dame. Uh, so, I mean, three and one's good. And my understanding is you have a smelly six pack for us today. Smelly six pack. You uh, asked me earlier today, what are some that we're looking at? I text you a bunch. Uh, number one, we can start out in the pack 12, Oregon going to Washington, who just simply sucks this year. Barely beat the Wildcats of Arizona. They're only laying six and a half, folks. And they're uh, number four. They're in the college football playoff if it started today. So uh, that's going to lure people in. Next up, Kentucky, who just had a tough loss against Mississippi State. They're ranked top 16. And they're only fucking ranked. They're only laying one and a half to lowly volunteers. Uh, Unbelievable. That's got to be free money, right, Matt? Must be. Take it, Den. Take it, Den. 
And then how about NC State uh, only laying minus three to our famous and lovable, oh, God, sorry, Neil, the Seminoles. No. Oh, dear <laughs> fuck. Oh. oh, top a top uh, 20 team only laying three at lowly three and five. So Neil, uh, jump in there on that one real quick. I mean, oh, my God. I, I mean, this wasn't even a – I mean, I – the bet was not for the Seminoles last week. The bet was more against the Cardinals. The Seminoles happened to be the ones that completely screwed me over in that um, with that last play. But, you know, I, yes, I have had, I've shown no love to the Seminoles all season. She is for sure. Neil, did you see uh, on bad beats on Scott Van Pelt and Stanford Steve? Did you see it this week Wait yeah. for that one? Sure did. Oh man, just that a whole is... five minute. I don't know if I've ever seen a five minute bad beat segment like that. It, it's no. an it's an all timer. I mean, that's one that's one Neil that you will tell stories to your grandkids yeah. about just reliving that nightmare night after night after it happened. It just seemed like that play watching it live lasted like seven minutes. Like that was the longest lasting four second play like of my lifetime. Oh God! All right, Chris, give us the other three. The other three. Thank you. You did Oregon. You did Kentucky. You did NC State. Yeah, we've got Sparty, big bad Sparty, undefeated, just beat their rival Michigan, only laying three to the Purdue Boiler Makers. That is poopy, my friends. You also have Oklahoma State, top twenty team, going to the lowly Volunteers, and they're only laying three. And to round out the six-pack, Wake. We already mentioned that. That's why we can get Kmart back in here. Why is Wake top ten getting points against the four and four NC UNC team? Chris, I I sent, I sent Chris this earlier in the week. So this is from from the Bear, Chris Felica. Wake Forest is the second team eight and O or better to be an underdog versus a team that does not have a winning record. The last time this happened was 1993. 9-0 Auburn was a one-and-a-half-point dog at Georgia, and they won by 14. So, I mean, Kyle, weigh in on this one. Yeah, so, I mean, to kind of go off what Chris was saying, I also have Purdue, West Virginia, Tennessee circled on kind of my plays to go with. I think you might have misspoke, though. I think Tennessee plays Kentucky. Yeah, I think he said uh, volunteers twice. Yeah, I think he meant yeah. Mountaineers against uh, Okie State. Yeah. But um, anyway, I, I, it's going to be a fun game to watch. Sam Howell versus – God, now I'm blanking on his name. Um, Is it Hartman? Hartman, yes. Versus yeah. Sam Howell versus Sam Hartman. You know, two guys that can just fucking throw the ball. Hartman was pretty good last year. But, I mean, I don't I don't think anybody really expected this 8-0 team, you know, 10 in the country. But – I mean, look at look at where we were week one. It was UNC who was number 10 in the country. So a lot of talent on this team, just for whatever reason, just hasn't quite materialized. Their season's all but over, except for, I don't know, the Chick-fil-A Bowl or whatever bullshit, you know, they're <laughs> going to come up with. So this is kind of like, I don't want to say their Super Bowl, but this is, you know, to be like, hey, it's recruiting time still come here we have a good program i hate their head coach because of ut so i won't say his name but 
he brings a lot. He's he's going to get this team up. Hal, you know, is playing for draft positioning. I I almost don't even think the line's that poopy. It's just weird. Eight and overs, four and four. I think the teams are pretty similar. Just one team's been able to execute a lot better and maybe have some bounces go their way. I mean, I th- I think the line should probably be UNC minus one. Like, I don't think I don't think it's just that crazy of a line, but I, I just expect UNC to come out there and kind of give you know football fans or you know whoever the hell we think we are here at Fade U, you know, just what we were expecting to see in Week One. You know, I, I four and four, I'd expect them to be six and two, if not seven and one at this point in the year. So. I think we get that this week to try to turn around their season. And I mean, if we can pull it off, good for them. Neil, did I hear Kyle? Did he not say Mac Brown's? Is he like fucking Voldemort? You won't say his name. <laughs> he won't. He won't say. He won't say his name. I'm sure he still haunts his dreams. He covers the. He covers the TV screen when he comes on TV. Still I mean, screen, man. Yeah, that game was rigged. So Vince Young running into the end zone is like Neil's. He was down. It's like Neil's <laughs> lateral down. play last week in FSU. Yeah. I mean, dude, that last play in the end zone was, I mean, it, that play was coming right at me and you could see shit, man, this kid played for the Bengals. Um, I, I keep getting the force Buckner in my head, but it's, it's something frosty Rucker. This, <laughs> this guy breaks outside contain as soon as, then Young gets across. He saw us 15 yards ago, and I just you could just see it was just there for him. And it's just like, oh, we lost. It's one of the best moments I remember about high school is watching that game and watching SC lose. I'm just saying. It was, it was wonderful. <laughs> it was for everybody, you know, when they come <laughs> 34 in a row. I mean, I think a lot of people were cheering that, hence why they got the uh execution for the Reggie Bush BS when Jeez. Cam Newton's bullshit was way worse, and they got oh, man. on the wrist. Uh, that's a whole nother show, uh, but yeah, that's that's some good. That Wake Forest UNC game that'll be a lot of fun to watch. All right, poop report. Not so good last week, three and four. Uh, Kyle, both of the Pac-12 poops we talked about both covered. Arizona covered, Colorado covered. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, it kind of goes into why I'm leaning more on Stanford and even SC. Like, I get Neil's points. I mean, when I first looked at it, I'm like. And again, I'm an ASU grad. It's like, yeah, but these conference games, I mean, you, you will win money in the long run if you just blindly take the dog every single game. Yeah, ask, ask ASU last and week is a 16-point. Yeah, and, yeah. and that's the Pac-12. That's, yeah. that's not any other conference. That is the Pac-12, and especially on Friday night games. Yeah. Well, and it seems like the Pac-12 cannibalizes each other more than most. Yeah, so even in basketball, I mean, they yeah. they just absolutely kill each other. And just, yeah. I mean, this Friday night game is perfect. I mean, Utah's in the front runner seat. Everyone's talking about them representing the South. And what would be better than for Stanford to actually go? I mean, not going in there, but to upset them at home on a Friday night stage. And then it's ASU's back in it and ucla and then everyone's like oh my god what's the pac-12 doing yeah no makes sense um well who else covered last week chris the that diarrhea green wave in tulane they covered against cincinnati you love to see that 
Go poop. Love to see it. Top 10 school against scum. We'll see if we can get some more of those this week. And get like the boil them. I mean, the poop report has a bunch of unranked versus a lot of ranked. So we'll yep. see. Uh, two teams that were too scum to come through for us. Uh, the, the usual suspects, UNLV, Kansas, Neil. Neil's Minutemen up there in UMass. I mean, what a putting up a fight. Jesus Christ. And then Texas State, too scummy. Now, Chris, I want you to address this. You know, the poop report is never really going to go like six and one or anything like that. Don't blindly bet all of these. But what we bring these up because you can pick your spots like maybe a two lane last week against Cincinnati. And, and you can find some gems here where teams, even the, the worst of the worst, are being a little undervalued exactly and we kind of point out that you just can't blindly you know take oh that team sucks they're 0 and 7 and this team's good i'm gonna lay the 30 like no like be careful really pick your spot see figure out when like we we faded fresno against you know after a big ucla when like find spots like that the team may not be as motivated or they've been traveling a lot Um, that's when we point out a lot of poop yeah now these these were not really including these teams aren't really poop they're just kind of also rans in big conferences that are that are playing against really good teams. You got LSU playing Bama, you got Missouri playing Georgia, you got Indiana playing Michigan. Those are all real high. So just be careful with those. Neil, I don't see a line. I, I think I have UMass hosting Rhode Island this week, but I don't see a line. Yeah, I didn't see one for that one either. I guess Rhode Island, I don't I don't even know what conference they they're in. That might be better for all of us that there's no but, line available. But I would think the poop, the poop versus poop is uh, old, good old old Dominion is a road fave <laughs> against good old FIU one in seven FIU, and I don't even know who FIU that one win against FIU. I didn't even recognize the team who they who they beat. So that's oh a, wow, that's a great one. That's a gem. Yeah. Let's go. I mean, Kyle, how about Pac-12 Arizona? 0-8 straight up, but they are 4-4 four and four against the spread. They, they're facing Cal, who's like Cal laying 12 on the road. Dude, Cal's good. <laughs> no. Um, I mean, I honestly didn't look at the game, but again, what I just said. Yeah. Take the points. I mean, neither team is really that good. As I said last week with Arizona, they're competing. I mean, down 35 to 14, looking like they're going to let SC put up 63. They just, you know, tighten up. And a lot of that goes to Graham Harrell and, you know, why he sucks. But (laughs) it's a different segment as well. But they're scrappy. I mean, they get that pick six. uh, You know, they keep coming. Um, Fourth quarter, looks like SC again is going to kind of put away. We're watching movies over here, check the score, and it's like, is it? Arizona really going to come back and win this game? Yeah, that was, that's the thought that was going through uh, my head with my buddy Sam, who's a grad from U of A. So take the well, points, especially when it's, you know, scum or scum. And as you said, on the road, laying points on the road. Mm. Um, there's too much pride. I mean, Arizona wants to get a win. So I wouldn't, I would not be surprised if it's against Cal, who hasn't had a program since Aaron Rodgers. To your point, if Arizona was truly mailing it in, so the previous week before they played SC, they're up 13-0 at halftime against Washington. Oh, this might be it. Are they going to break the streak? 
and they end up losing that game, you would think going on the road to SC, if they were really going to mail it in and give up, they would have gotten destroyed last week, but they didn't. They fought back, like you said. So at a time of year where not a lot of teams have a ton to play for anymore, especially these middle to bottom teams, I mean, Arizona, say what you want. They're 0-8. The, the streak is what? If they lost 20 in a row, 19 in a row, something like that? It's pushed. Yeah, it's around 18, 19. And uh, they're they're fighting, so keep an eye on that one. Uh, a couple more here. Let's go. I mean, Duke is 0-4 in the ACC. They're getting 21 at home to Pitt. I mean, that that's one, Chris, that maybe I could see Den looking at Pitt there, unfortunately. We might need scum disgusting duke's been horrible yeah hold a little hold your nose home dog there three touchdowns and Pitt is six and two against the spread so it's like pitt's been coming through and making people money um this one's interesting to me so georgia southern is pretty bad they're two and six they're at home to uh, everybody's favorite coastal carolina and uh georgia's georgia southern's getting 20 chris everybody seems to have this impression that coastal just beats the shit out of everybody. Coastal Carolina is only five and three against the spread. So Den, I mean, Den loves Coastal Carolina. He loves laying points with all the mullets, but watch out here. I mean, they, their numbers are starting to get a little high. Yeah. And they've stayed high because last year they were a covering machine. I think yep. everyone expected them to do it again this year. And they've really come back and, you know, barely we faded them uh, a week ago. I think we had them against uh, we had Louisiana, right? Uh, or App State, we covered yeah. with them. Um, and so they've, they've come through a couple of times. So be careful laying those, um, you know, more than three touchdowns with them. Well, here you go. Speaking of App State, they are laying 21 at scum of the earth, Arkansas State, one and seven. Disgusting, Chris. <laughs> yeah, that is disgusting. Ark State actually played tough, though, uh, recently. So you never, that's what's awesome. We talked about it earlier, these small conference. Uh, schools always gotta gotta be aware because those dogs try to play up. Some of them are just scum, but again, pick your spots and uh, pick scum when you can when they're getting a lot. How about this one for you? This is a Chris Duke loves these teams that are just horrible, god awful. You'd never want to bet them. Like New Mexico State, one and seven straight up, but six and two against the spread. They're getting eighteen at home versus Utah State. Yeah, I mean, the average Joe would look at that and go, I mean, look at Utah State's record and say they're just going to destroy. But, uh, you know, you always got to be careful when teams are traveling. It's tough to travel uh, in conference. So take a look at the doggies. Last one in state, Kansas. It's been a battle in the poop report between Kansas and UMass for who's shittier. Kansas and Kansas State are going to meet this week. And Kansas is going to be getting 24 points at home. Kansas is obviously just so trash. They're one and seven against the spread. Can they possibly do it, Chris, against K-State? Shout out, Kelly. Shout out, Kelly. <laughs> Who would have thought that Kansas's only cover would be against the uh, undefeated Sooners? Huh? Oh, my God. Yeah. Can they do it again? Can they regress towards their scum against the, against the spread mean we'll see uh that'll be interesting two things we wanted to end the show with today uh, after the poop report one we didn't i meant to talk about this earlier at the beginning but i think we got on baseball college football playoff rankings is there anything dumber 
What do you think, Joe? No, it's there. It is the dumbest shit in the world. You know that these motherfuckers do it behind cold, closed doors just so they have their story straight when they get all. They can all say the same fucking thing when they ask, "Oh, why'd you put this team up here?" Yeah, it's absolute joke. Is the dumbest thing ever. Bring back the BCS. Well, and all it does is give dumbass shows like First Take and all this bullshit just something to talk about for an entire week until games start again. I mean, it's is there any dumber content in in the sports space? No, there's not. It, it is an absolute waste of time and the dumbest shit in the world. And they're, all they're doing is just asking that uh, Cincinnati coach to, to leave Cincinnati and go to a Power 5 school if you want to play with the big boys. It's, it's just absolute bullshit, but whatever, man. It is what it is. It'll be better when they expand to eight, but we'll see what happens. Kyle, Neil, you guys got anything on the fucking... I mean, it was it was great. I was watching PTI earlier, and Tony is screaming his... <laughs> fucking brains out at mike wilbon saying i got them all right so i mean that that was exactly what you were texting about so yeah that was Ugh. a complete and utter waste of my time as i was just waiting to clock out of work I'm like i guess Fuck i could have been sitting here playing with my butt yeah be- between these early bcs or these early rankings and I love always, you know, in March when everyone's arguing who the the number 60 to 64 NCAA men's tournament teams are and and your ridiculous bubble watching, you know, for for your last four in first four out nonsense like between those two things like that's just the most ridiculously over narrated overhyped nonsense BS that no one should pay atten- any attention to. Yeah, that's horrible. And don't they do it again? How many times do they do it? Do it every week. Every week. Every oh Tuesday. Oh, my God. Yeah, every week listen to this shit every Tuesday. Oh, God help us. That's bad. I mean, the, the whole thing around today's topic points was kind of nice, though, in the sense of they were saying how Cincinnati is just going to get fucked again. You know, they, they need so much help, like Michigan to beat – Ohio State, who needs to beat Michigan State, also have Notre Dame went out. So, I mean, that there that was probably the first, like, good point. But otherwise, it's just Alabama, Georgia, SEC, ACC, diarrhea. Man, speaking of diarrhea, let's touch on this Thursday night NFL line. <laughs> Mike White's New York Jets off the, the big win. Been Vegas's best friend last weekend, going to Indianapolis. I mean, Kmart. I don't know. Are the uh, Colt, do you have PTSD from the Colts? Oh, major PTSD, and I love pain so much. I might just fire Colts minus ten and a half because <laughs> can the Jets actually cover it two weeks in a row? I don't know. I don't know. You had Chris Duke with seven minutes left texting. Oh, I'm going to get half point tickled. And I'm saying, be patient, man. Like game's not over. Then those damn jets win it outright. It's like, what? so I think out of spite out of everything, I might just fire. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know. I think I'm just going to go Niners, Bengals, Colts, Vikings, and maybe I'll throw in USC if they allow it. Yeah. What, do you, what do you think, Chris? I mean, you, you've got to love poop to be on the New York Jets, and you were last week. Can they do it again? Primetime yeah, Thursday gonna, night, dog? I thought they were going to fuck me again like they did against the Patriots, but they held on in one hour. I Not couldn't even believe pissed. it. 
I was at my my wife's little like church gathering and I'm like felt like a degen. I was like watching. She's like, can you just take a couple pictures? And I'm like, she's like, you can watch your phone if you want. I'm like, God, I love you. Thank you. So I uh, got to watch them. So we had a nice round. Smelly poop had a good morning uh, with the Jets and Panthers. And then a nice afternoon with the Saints. But uh, yeah, I don't know. This line came down a lot. So I'm, I'm a lot of the sharps are saying buy low because this was 14. And how are you going to ride a Jets team that just, I mean, Mike White had the, it's similar to the Bengals, right? They just came off their biggest win in their franchise in a long time. And Jets came off their worst. Now Colts just coming off a disappointing loss at home in their comp and, you know, division game. And then the Jets just won the huge as double digit dogs. The first, first in the NFL this year, that's one outright as seven point dog. So it's hard to back them again. Cause you think, they can't play any better than they did against the Bengals. It's a, it's a weird little situation. And don't you usually don't on Thursday night games, don't you usually pack back the better defense just a little, was it, wasn't that a trend like two, three years ago, Matt, that we we're following like home teams would were winning like at 70%. Yeah. Home teams do well. Straw as the Arizona Cardinals last week, home teams do pretty well straight up. I can see the argument for the better defense just because it's a rest issue. Um, I don't know. That, that's interesting. We'll have to look at that. But again, the primetime dogs have been good this year. So uh, this is, is this the biggest Thursday night line so far this season? I can't imagine there's been one over 10. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I don't think there has been. Okay. All right. Well, we got more NFL talk coming up on Friday. Chris, just remind everybody before we get out of here, what happens if you bet on scum like the Jets or like the Kansas Jayhawks? You just might get a disgusting diarrhea result. Fade you, yeah, 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 yeah. Fade you, fade the fuck out of you.